Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. He's John Kincaid. I appreciate all of you who, in a civilized manner, not the jack wagon, but in a civilized manner can call me out on something or question me on something or make me think about something. Because you know what? I'm no expert. (laughs) And I'm a guy who has a radio show. Back to the John Kincaid Show on CBS Sports Radio. I promise you, no expert. I really miss the uh, day-to-day sports, though. I bet you do, too. I'm coming to you live from the Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loan Studios. Challenging times, Rocket Mortgage prepared to help. If you need mortgage assistance, contact their team 24-7 at rocketmortgage.com. From their home to yours, the team at Rocket Mortgage will be with you every step of the way. Much appreciated that you're a part of the show. Listening on Sirius XM 206, your great local CBS Sports Radio affiliates, the Radio.com app. And remember, you can always use the Radio.com app and you can rewind and listen to the show from the beginning, if you wish. So, appreciate that big time. And we're back to four hours, so that was just halftime. We're back to our four-hour extravaganza. Mike's off. Mike's off. Mike Frances is back to, uh, you know, Sundays getting able to sleep in. Chris Moore will come up after me today, so I'm sure that uh, Chris will have many entertaining things to bring to the table. But we're back to our four-hour extravaganza. It's Father's Day. And uh, I have a regret on Father's Day. That my own dad died when I was young. My dad died when I was in high school. So never got to have a beer. Never got to know him man to man. Never got to know him as an adult. Only knew him as very much a disciplined figure and a guy who my dad worked his behind off. He was a World War II vet. He was a POW. Carried mail in Drexel Hill, Pennsylvania on his back. 
back before they had trucks to drive around in. He lugged the mail around in his, on his back. And then he would get done work from there, and he would go and he would deliver the Philadelphia Bulletin, which was the evening newspaper. So he'd go from one job to another job. Because he wanted his kids to go to private school. And he wanted better for his kids than he had. And unfortunately, because he exited so soon, and because of the fact that we did not have a great, let's just say, give-and-take relationship, uh, it disappoints me greatly. Because whatever grievances I ever had with my father never got resolved. And then as a young man and then as a father myself now, I realize how critical and how unbending my analysis of the job he did as a father was. And yes, there were plenty of mistakes and plenty of things that he did that uh, I have every right to be not happy with. But what I also, too many times before I became a father, failed to realize is there was love when he went out and worked two jobs for 25 plus years. There was love when he got up at five in the morning to go carry mail and it was a foot of snow outside. And that there was love before he ever even knew that I existed by fighting for his country and being shot down to B-17 bomber and then spending time in a German jail cell before being turned over as a POW. And I think it messed him up. I think it did. I think it messed him up. I think it messed him up. Uh, he had problems uh, from time to time. And I think it messed him up. Unfortunately, he didn't get help for those, and then we had a bad relationship at times and never really got to resolve any of it. But I can tell you this, is that it's messed up that my measuring, measuring stick of him was so rigid and so critical as a son. Because now that I'm a father, I know that uh, my own daughter will have her own laundry list of things that dad could have done better or where here's where dad messed up. And I can only hope that she has a more, well, less rigid approach to her critique in the future. And for all the fathers out there, happy Father's Day. Congratulations. And uh, keep being hard work. Be hard, Be at hard work taking care of your kids, and making sure that they've got you as a leader in their family. Okay. Appreciate that. The cancel culture, though, I don't appreciate at all. And flat out, I'm going to call it out. I'm tired of it. I'm flat out tired of it. I'm tired of your outrage. I'm tired of your outrage on a daily basis. I'm tired of waking up in the morning and finding out what you've decided today you're going to be outraged about. I'm disgusted with it. And if you don't know that you, if you're an adult and you're engaging in this on a daily basis, if you don't know that your kids are looking at you like you're an idiot, spend some time around kids. I had the blessing this week of hanging out with not only my own daughter, who's a rising junior, but two of her friends. 
I've known one of the girls since she was probably 12 going on 13 and another one of the girls since she was like nine. But I've seen them grow into beautiful young ladies, smart, talented, great, great heads on their shoulder. They're going to do great things in life. They're, they're really good students. They're fun kids, but they're also typical teenage girls, a little vapid, worried about Instagram pictures and can that picture be posted and things like that. So they're typical teens. And I had the, and I had the beauty of having time to just listen to them in the car talking. I was listening to Robin Lundberg on our Saturday drive down, and then I turned Robin off. Sorry about Robin. I'll be back next week just to be able to listen to them, and they didn't mind us engaging in conversation. And they were talking about this whole cancel culture, and honestly, if you don't know that your teenagers think you sound like idiots, ask them. Sit down. Sit down with a group of them. When their friends are over next time, engage. Have a pizza. Just talk. And listen to them. Because honestly, they think the adults look like idiots. They really do. And now I find out this week that, wait a minute. Anthony even brought one to the table with me this morning. So I find out that Aunt Jemima waffle, uh, Aunt Jemima pancake is going away. Uncle Ben's rice is going away. And raise your hand if you even knew what Uncle Ben looked like or Uncle Ben's ethnicity. Because maybe I'm not a cook, so I don't know it. I had no idea. No idea. And then Anthony says this morning, what what is it, uh, Mrs. Butterworth, too? Mrs. Butterworth is going away, too? So now that's a bad thing? Okay. Look, if we're doing this, and 2020 is the line in the sand and we're doing this, then let's do it all. I have my, my, my great, great, my great, great, let me get it right. My great, great, great grandfather emigrated from Scotland through Ireland. And yes, he was kicked out of Scotland for being a criminal of some sort. Don't judge. We all have criminals in our history. Uh, But he came through Ireland. So I would like the Lucky Charms leprechaun to be gone. They're magically delicious. Yes, gone. Get rid of it. And by the way, I would also appreciate it if every single movie or television show that had an Irish bar didn't have the mandatory three guys sitting around the bar that are Irish drunks. Or drunks being depicted as Irish in almost every single movie from the 70s, 80s, 90s, or or television show. When there's an Irish pub, I'm guaranteed to see a bunch of guys sitting around the bar, drunk, named O'Malley, Kelly, or otherwise. Enough. And by the way, Notre Dame, get rid of the fighting Irish. And you know what that is, right? You know what that is, right? The Irish, they're fighting. There's a barroom brawl. There we go. Let's get rid of it. Got to be rid of it. Can't have it. If you can't have, if you don't want Washington Redskins, you don't want Notre Dame fighting Irish, you can't have it. If you're going to be cancel culture, 
fully embrace, jump in the pool, don't sit with your feet in the water telling me what you're outraged about. By the way, I grew up in a heavily prominent Italian community. I love my, my South Philly friends. I heard Gone with the Wind now. You can't rent it or watch it without a disclaimer on Gone with the Wind, a period piece. So now, when you hear the iconic Godfather theme, or you sit down to watch the Godfather, I want a disclaimer done. Because guess what? Not every Italian is in the mob. So I'd like a disclaimer on the movie saying this does not depict Italian culture. Now, there are some neighborhoods where maybe it does. I'm just I'm just wondering. But let's just say this must go away. This cartoonish depiction of Italians as mobsters. If we're going to do cancel culture, let's do it. Let's embrace it. By the way, Chef Boyardee, he's got to be gone, right? If Uncle Ben has to be gone, Chef Boyardee's got to be gone. The heavy set Italian chef, he's got to be gone. Oh, by the way, Mama Celeste, pack up your belongings. Mama Celeste, you've got to be gone too. Got to take Mama Celeste, give her a cardboard box, let her pack up her stuff, because that is absolutely. And Super Mario Brothers, Anthony, get rid of that game. Get rid of that game. I want it off. Luigi and his buddies. Is there a pizza parlor in Super Mario Brothers, or am I imagining that? Was there a pizza parlor in that, Anthony? I don't remember. I don't remember either. I mean, but if it's good. I mean, it's a, a, I'm thinking that could be part of it. Because if we're doing cancel culture, we got to do it. And guess what? I'm going to invite you to join the cancel culture music industry. Because now we got, how come the music industry is exempt from this? Because if we're doing stuff that offends you, if you're offended and you're among the cancel culture brigade right now in 2020, so if the Redskins name offends you, then every single other person who is offended by filthy, despicable language in music, misogyny in music deserves a voice. Let's cancel it. By the way, let's also cancel the strange obsession with middle-aged men and young girls. Like Young Girl by Gary Puckett. How about that? Let's get rid of that one. How about Ringo Starr? You're 16, you're beautiful, and you're mine. Let's, of course, David Bowie's China Girl should never again be on the radio. How about Baby Got Back, Anthony? I mean, seriously. Should we be talking about women's posteriors in music? So that's not offensive? That's not bad? How about Walk Like an Egyptian? I'm just a cigarette. like an Egyptian? Would this be acceptable? Well, honestly, would a song walk like an Italian? Would that be acceptable? Walk like a Catholic? Walk like a... I mean, seriously, put in any, any group. How about, how about short people? 
by Randy Newman. Are we allowed this? Short people? We have a song that... No short people. Yeah. So think of the short people, and there's lots of them in this country. Now, my senior farewell in high school, I did a musical act to Apache. Remember Apache? Jump on it. Jump on it. Apache. I can do the whole thing. I can wrap the whole thing for you, and I'm not going to wrap it for you right now. Maybe before the end of the show, I will wrap it a bit for you. How about this one? Aerosmith. I love Aerosmith, but I didn't realize this has to be stopped. Dude looks like a lady? Are we going to accept this anymore? Is this acceptable? No, this isn't acceptable. We can't have it, right? How about turning Japanese? Can we have that? Are we allowed these things anymore? I mean, honestly, is this? I'm being honest with you. I think where does the where does it stop? And yes, I am mocking. I am mocking, and I'm absolutely mocking, because you know what? I've had it up to here. I've had it up to here with everybody's grievance list of. This song offends them. This team name offends them. This doesn't offend. Because if you're not offended by just, that was off the top of my head. That was thrown together quickly. And if you're not offended by those or, or embrace that Italians won't like the Godfather depiction. By the way, these are fictional accounts. These are fictional people. I don't know. I don't think Mama Celeste is fictional. But you don't get to draw the line of where the offense begins and ends. And if you don't embrace the danger of it, I think you're ignoring it. All right, coming up. We'll have a chance to catch up with a buddy of mine in the sports media industry now. He played college football at Georgia. And in the NFL with the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Arizona Cardinals. And it's a Father's Day for him and his girls. Drew Butler had some interesting thoughts on what's going on with cancel culture and t-shirts. And I got to hear his punt and pass podcast. And I said, I want you to talk about this on the air with us. So we'll do it next. Happy Father's Day to all the dads out there. It's the John Kincaid Show. This is CBS Sports Radio. This is the John Kincaid Show. Expect the unexpected. Back to the J.K. Show on CBS Sports Radio. Thanks so much for making the John Kincaid Show part of your routine here on CBS Sports Radio. Uh, hopefully, uh, Dennis, Dennis Doherty says, I wish I wasn't laughing so hard and agreeing with your examples, but you made some really valid points there. So I'm just going to suggest to you, don't stop cancel. If you are in team cancel culture, don't stop. Don't just think about what offends you that morning when you wake up with your outrage of the day. The Redskins name, it's got to go. Well, then I just gave you 25 examples out of the music industry 
that have got to go. And by the way, if you don't find misogyny and flat-out filthy lyrics of music offensive, and you don't think that needs some cleaning up, I have no interest in hearing any of your outrage over a team name. None. At all. At all. And guess what? My listening ears are off to you. And that's flat out. I'll dialogue if you want to dialogue about all of it. I love Mrs. Butterworth. Love it. We don't get to have it much in the house. Christina does not believe I need it. Isn't that nice of her? Uh, Drew Butler played football at Georgia. He's now embarked on a media career in, in the NFL for the Pittsburgh Steelers and for the Arizona Cardinals. And now he's uh, got the Punt and Pass podcast with Aaron Murray, former quarterback at Georgia and also NFL quarterback himself, who just became a dad right this week. I found that catching up on social media. So your podcast partner, Aaron Murray, becomes a dad. And you, my friend, you got a house full of girls. I mean, seriously. That's right, JK. Happy Father's Day to you, man. Um, you got it, buddy. Our second daughter, Kara, was born March 22nd, so like three or four days into the shutdown. So we had a quarantine baby, and uh, we've been blessed with health and happiness inside the house. So woke up this morning to my three beautiful girls, Jackie, Bridget, and Kara, and uh, ready to take on the day. It's awesome. And, the, and I hope they're taking care of you today, but I mean, that's, that's, that's a, that is a full-time job, and three, three women that will keep you uh, in line for the rest of your life, much like your father. No question. Much like your father, you know, who definitely has been led around by the nose. But I don't think you've been much of a guidance on him. I think I think it's your lovely mother, I think, really has done a good job with him. Uh, okay, so, Drew, I, I got to hear Punt and Pass this week and got to hear your podcast, which I hope people will check out uh, and find out about it. But you were talking about the, the Dabo Sweeney and Mike Gundy. And both getting in trouble from the, I think it's the cancel culture, of because of shirts they were wearing. And explain Dabo Sweeney and your thoughts on his Football Matters shirt. Yeah, you're totally right. And just bringing into this segment, you said, where do you stop cancel culture? You really can't stop. And I think the Dabo Sweeney Football Matters shirt, from a timing perspective, maybe the optics weren't as good. But when I first saw the shirt, John, I had no idea, literally no idea where the outrage was coming from. I mean, I've done work with the National Football Foundation for a number of years. I was a finalist for the Campbell Trophy in my last year at Georgia. They started the initiative Football Matters back in 2012. Keep in mind, that is before Black Lives Matters was organized. They started Football Matters as an initiative to spread the game, the good of the game of football around leadership, teamwork, hard work, what you learn in the football field, that can translate into business, into your family, whatever you're going to do next professionally. That's why football matters. Obviously, the National Football Foundation sent those shirts around years ago to the schools that are within that organization, and Dabo Sweeney has worn it before as his players stuck up for him, and wore it at the lake, and some fans took a picture with him, and then he gets canceled because he's wearing a football matters shirt when the Black Lives Matters um, organization was obviously at the forefront of the news w- with everything going on right now. So I-, I didn't even make the connection until I checked out social media and saw the outrage. But I was really glad to see his players stick up for him saying, look, guys, he's worn this shirt before. It's something that he echoes a lot, and we know what the initiative is, so there's no need to make that connection. But, of course, 
the National Football Foundation reacts and says, we will change the name of our initiative, Football Matters, so that Black Lives Matter can have the stage and the spotlight at this time. Now, I've I've, I've seen that T-shirt, by the way. I've seen it with NFL players in locker rooms. That if that if I guess they went to schools that had that shirt long before it meant something else. Now, Mike Gundy's shirt, I got to tell you, I just sort of think that the OAN shirt that he was wearing, that news network, to me, almost was like you purpose. I, I look at the shirt that I pull out of my drawer to put yeah. on. I don't know about you. To me, I thought that was bad timing at the very least. I don't know with Mike Gundy, though. I'm not going to look into his soul, into his heart. But what did you think about that? Again, you're, you're 100% right. Obviously, you put shirts on, you would think, and you look at what's in the front of them. Um, I, I do think one of the funniest things about this entire debacle, and obviously it's hard to find humor in anything going on right now, but anybody who's anybody who's making an assumption about what OAN is prefaces their opinion by saying, well, I've never seen the network, or I've never watched OAN. I don't know where to find it. I don't even know if I have it. But then they make make the assumption that they're horrible people, and since they lean right and support President Trump, and that they have conservative values, maybe even far-right conservative values, that it should not be allowed to be worn. And, And look, I get it. Gundy apologized. Obviously, him and his players have started to have a dialogue, um, and he's probably not going to wear that shirt again or publicly support OAN. But but how funny that everybody makes their opinion based off something that they've never seen before. I haven't seen it. I don't even know where to find it. I, 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 just, I don't know where to find it. But the only thing is, though, is I don't believe, and I'm being honest with you, I don't believe that a coach wearing a CNN shirt or a Fox no. News, maybe a Fox News shirt, maybe, but I don't believe that that would have that same that that same outrage, but I don't understand why you would choose to wear it either. I, 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 I could like, not agree me. more with you. I, I really, I really could not agree more with you. And, and you know, he, he obviously made his statements early in the shutdown and, and mentioned OAN. So I would assume that they said, "Hey, thanks for the free press," and sent him some gear. But um, you're right. Why wear a news network shirt? And if players really are going to care about their coaches' political meanings, and if that's going to have an effect on recruiting and the type of recruits that they can get into their program, then, man, it is a way different time than when I played football. I never once cared who Coach Rick supported politically, who Coach Tomlin supported politically, who Coach Bruce Arians supported politically. Nobody cares in a lot. Can I, can I ask you this, though? In the, in the NFL, and, and obviously you, you know Coach Mark Richt very, very well, but in the NFL – I never was in Mike Tomlin's locker room as a player. I was never in, you know, uh, Bruce Arians, even though I knew Bruce back when he coached at Temple University when I was a kid, uh, you know, in college. But do they bring politics into locker rooms? I I wouldn't think it's something that they bring in. No, not at all. I mean, I think you'd be very surprised at some of the open conversations that players and coaches do have about politics, especially, you know, in an election year, like how it will be this November. But, no, you don't have political conversations in a locker room with your coaches. And then at the end of the day, if you do have that political conversation, you don't really care what side of the aisle they lean towards. I, I was with the Arizona Cardinals during 2016 when the Ferguson riots were happening. And I think we, I remember us having a very open conversation about how we were going to respond to it as a team. And it was during training camp. You know, you have a lot of first responders at training camp medical teams, uh, police officers, firefighters, who are there to make sure that everything is okay because you have fans there. And I remember Coach Arians just saying, look, guys, you know, we're not going to do it 
right here on the field, okay? You guys can make your statements when you want, but not during practice, not when we are at work. And that was a statement that he made, and everybody respected it. So clearly it's a different time now, but and, um, no. And that, and that would be the message that would come from my boss in Atlanta, David Dickey. That would come from my bosses in New York here at CBS Sports Radio. That would be a lesson that I think everybody would say is that it's not, you know, you're, you're there to work. You're there on a football field. You're there to work. You're not, you can be an activist on your own time. Like that's no the question. bottom line. No question. And again, I, I keep saying the climate is so much different than it was in 2016. I mean, everybody clearly uh, is making a stance for the good, right? I mean, everybody sure. sees what's going on. And I think collectively everybody understands this is a pivotal time and real change can be made. And yes, there's a time and a place for it. And maybe some teams will say, hey, we will do it at work. But back then it was not because – Either one, it wasn't as pitiful at the time, and it may should have been. But two, that was the precedent that was set, and I think people respected that. Drew, are you ready for college football to actually talk about what's going on in the field? I mean, seriously. I, I can't wait. You know, <laughs> I, mean, I, I, I keep seeing the reports. Wake up this morning, more teams with, with uh, swaths of players you know, testing positive for coronavirus. And, right. Uh, man, you just – they're, they're going to put foot college football on the field this fall. I have no doubt about that. What it will look like from a fan's perspective, I have no idea. But there's too much money at stake, and I don't think coronavirus will negatively impact this age group as it has horribly the older age group. And, and you pray that it doesn't. But if that's the case, then um, hopefully we continue to positively trend towards football this fall. Drew, happy Father's Day to you. And uh, much love to the girls in your house and to your lovely mom. Likewise, my man. Happy Father's you, Day to you. Tell Christina Thanks, Olivia hello. Uncomfortable radio? It happens from time to time here on the John Kincaid Show on CBS Sports Radio. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I can't believe this song still exists. I mean, this is the beginning, too. I mean, this is the beginning. Of Apache. Now, Anthony, picture me in a loincloth with a culturally inappropriate uh, headdress. That's it. Dancing around. Let's see. Let's see if we can do it. Let's see if I can still do it if I have any rhythm yet. All right, here we go. Well, I'm Big Bang. I am the chief. Don't have a lot of time, so I'll be brief. Living near a horse, I like to chill, so I drive up in my new Seville. My tribe went down in the Hall of Fame, cause I'm the one that shot Jesse James. Power for power, I will never break down. Big Bang! No, sir, I don't mess around. Oh! Yes. I still have slight rhythm. None dancing, by the way. Terrible dancer. Just awful. Hopefully you're having a fantastic Father's Day. And I subjected you to that here on the John Kincaid Show on CBS Sports Radio. Got some people that want to jump in at 855-212-4CBS. By the way, I have my wife's grievance list. My wife, from a mixed-race family and a Jamaican immigrant, she has her grievance list, and she, she wants to throw it in there, too, because if we're having this, she does not want every Jamaican depicted on television or in the movies as being a ganja dealer, a ganja smoker, a ganja peddler. I don't know. I mean, whatever, whatever cho- word you choose. She wants people to know that there are many Americans who are Jamaican immigrants who look like her. Every time, even Shaq on our podcast, first time he meets my wife, 
He says, oh, my gosh. He says, you're white. And she says, yes, Shaq, I'm a white Jamaican. And he goes, I didn't even know that existed. I'm like, this, this, can't have it. No. Oh, all week long at the pool. Anthony, all week long at the pool. (laughs) I'm telling you, Uncle Bob was playing all week long at the pool. And my my brother-in-law, Anthony, famously drug out of Bob Marley's birthday party. He was over at uh, Bob's birthday party as a young man. And he was with a young girl in a hammock. And Christina's mother, my mother-in-law, Gloria, God rest her soul, stormed into Bob Marley's place to find her 16-year-old son who was at Bob Marley's birthday party and found him on a a hammock with a young lady and proceeded to flip the hammock and lead her son out pretty much, I think, grabbing him by the ear. So this is just every everything, you know, the, the, the cultural appropriation and grievance lists are long in cancel culture. Carl in Chicago jumps in on the John Kincaid Show. Good morning, Carl. How are you, buddy? Good morning. I missed you last week, buddy. I'm good to talk to you this morning. Glad to be here. All right, so um, my main thing is Aunt Jemima. Before that, I got some other quick examples. Sure. I think, I think we're going to have to get, get rid of all John Hughes movies. If you look at any John Hughes movies, there's some insensitive kind of scene in there that's someone. Oh, no more Yankee, my wanky. Nothing, no, no breakfast club, no talk, no bender talking about his dad abusing him. You yeah. can't do that. You can't have that. You can't have, you can't have, um, uh, what else, uh, what else can't you have? You can't have, uh, uh, any Sarah of, I Bueller, mean, 16, Bueller, cut in class, that's, that's 16 candles. I mean, you know, yeah. 16 candles would have to be canceled. I mean, that yeah. has to be canceled because if we're going to, um, if we're now putting disclaimers on movies that now that has to be, there has to be a disclaimer as if people aren't smart enough to understand that these are historical depictions or they are fictional accounts uh, based on fictional people, then now we need to do it for everything. And I'm telling you, for the Godfather movies, it has to be done. And I've got five guys from my high school who I, I could sit in front of a camera that could tell you about, you know, those type of activities. Yeah, it's just going to have to fall on the parents to control what their kids watch or actually have to sit down and explain what those movies mean like real parents do, not like back in the day. So next to that, we got the uh, Sunkissed sun Tuna. I wonder if Peter's interested that they have a dolphin as the logo for tuna. Not good. Kind of promotes Charlie, Charlie the Tuna. Wait a minute. Charlie is a dolphin, right? Oh, I thought he was a – yeah, no. but dolphins aren't in tuna. Yeah, Why you're right. A That's a, well, no, they are. Sometimes they get caught up in the nets. That's yeah, not a bad you know, one. If you don't what? read English, you could misread the label. It's not good. <laughs> What um, else? But I shouldn't have said that. I shouldn't have said that. I shouldn't have said that. Yeah, so you don't want to offend. You, you offended somebody with that. You offended I'm, a dolphin. I'm actually, I'm actually biracial. I'm half Puerto Rican, half 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 white, and I'm from Chicago, so I don't know what anyone's talking about. So Is anyone, it... uh, Cincinnati Bengals, if you've seen Tiger King, Bengals are extinct, so we should be sensitive to them, change them to the Cincinnati felines. The felines, and because yeah, I mean that's not a bad. It's, you see, you got some great ideas. I appreciate. It. I got to run. Got to get to some other people here. That's a great idea. Sabah, North Carolina. I know this lady will bring some common sense to the discussion. How are you, Sabah? Well, I missed you last week. That's for sure. And happy Father's Day, buddy. Thank you so much. I appreciate you coming in. Hey, I got an obvious one. Obvious one. What's that about this cancel? I can't believe it. You know, um, let me Dick Vitale. I think doesn't he promote it and uh, sponsor Hooters? Oh gosh, what about yes. that? You got boobs uh, hanging out. And, and the goes, thing is, and the thing is, is I'm not. not I am not. Part- I would not participate in any uh, 
in any band yeah. of that because we enjoy every visit uh, that I, I enjoy meeting listeners there and everything. I mean, it's crazy. And you're a Redskin fan. Yeah, you're a Washington Redskin Redskin fan. means National Football League player. It does yes. not mean you can have multiple definitions. You do know that, right? But yeah, I do know that. I, you I, can't I tell do. Me Redskins is a problem. Yeah, well, now, I mean, it's, 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 it's now opportunistic. Now, you have a young daughter who is getting yes. ready to go to college. Yes. You've told us. Uh, when she looks at the world today, is she mm-hmm. troubled? Is she like, how, how, how is she feeling? Cause I'm telling you being around three high school rising juniors this week, the mm-hmm. conversations were amazing. Cause it well, opened my she, eyes to a lot uh, of things. Obviously is on the social media and stuff. And she says it's hard to just keep um, looking at all the comments because if she dare or wants to reply, she's afraid that, uh, you know, She'll right. get um, beat up or bullied or canceled or whatever. So you um, can't you can't have it. Smart, staying out of the fray and being the uh, I guess part of the silent majority. I don't know what and else it, can you do. I just told her, you know, is it's just a very few people that are loudmouths and that cause trouble for everybody else, and that doesn't mean that's what the normal is. And that's more importantly, more importantly, I think that we will get somewhere if we continue to actually have dialogue, not shut up and listen. I think yeah, people if you will, just remember, if, if you want to um, be heard, you must listen. Yeah. Remember that. And then treat everyone. If everybody takes care of their own self, treat everyone with respect. Do not discriminate based on color, uh, religion, orientation, whatever. Then we will have no problems in this whole world. Wouldn't if everybody takes care of their own self and does their own job and be responsible human beings. I hope you have a wonderful day. Thanks, Sabah. Thanks, man. You too. Chris in Boston joins us. Chris, welcome to the John Kincaid Show, CBS Sports Radio. How are you, Chris? Hey, can you hear me? I can hear you fine, man. What's going on? Yeah, so I'm from Boston, yeah, and I'm uh, 50, uh, 52. Got pulled over probably about 25 years ago, 30 years ago, right? Okay. And I'm driving. The guy, cop said I was going too fast and I was moving in and out of lanes, which I think may have been true. So <laughs> I, I'm pulled over, right? Yes. The cop, yes. you know, comes over, starts to read me the riot act, you know, and he's like, uh, and then, uh, and oh, I, I'm a black man, by the way. Okay? okay. So the guy pulls me over, um, reads me the riot act, and he says, um, the, 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 the pad, now, hold on, I'm not, I don't mean this offensively, but the paddy wagon pulled up behind me. Okay. Right? And I'm thinking, I just pulled over. I mean, I, I mean, I may have been going a little fast. I was in and out of lane. Okay. Uh, sir, why, why is the paddy wagon here? I didn't do anything that bad. He friggin' lost it. That I that I use the term paddy wagon. How now, old were you, by the way? How old were you at the time, by the way? So I'm 52. No, at the, now, so, so at the I, time you were in your early 20s. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I had no. Idea you didn't know paddy wagon was a offensive, was offensive term. term. No. Yes. And and he 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 lost it, right? He's right. Like, do you want me to call it a Jew wagon, or do you want? And I'm like, right. sure. I go. I truly had no concept or no idea that that was an offensive term. I just because that was what it was called. Yes. But, but I'll tell you, I'll tell you something though. As a black man who was uncomfortable with anybody making, you know, negative, uh, racist uh, comments about about black people and anybody for that matter, it makes me like I'm very, very hesitant to, to ever say that. And if I do, I feel really bad because I know what it feels like as a black man to be discriminated against based on something that is completely out of my control. And, as, and it's, 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 a, it's a strange thing, too, that many of us believe we understand exactly what somebody's saying, but 
all of us in our life experiences and our backgrounds and things like that, we, we don't we don't really understand. Uh, you know, I'm, no. I, I, I married into a multiracial family. I don't understand everything that my nephews and nieces, uh, sister-in-laws have dealt with. I don't understand it. But you know what we do? We talk about it. We talk about I, it. The, the other, and we talk about it and we listen and we listen and we're candid with each other. The other thing that I want to share is that um, is that the woman that just called um, in terms of the, you know, the, the mascot, the Redskins. Yes. Now, now I've I've communicated with some Native American folks and they're saying that that term in some instances they view as being the equivalent to the end bomb. Correct. So it's there's like, some there's been and there's also and again, there's also overwhelming to the examples that people will then throw out there and say, okay, well, here are Native American organizations that said they consider it a great honor, that don't want them to change the name. That don't like, so there's both, that. and you can, you, it's easy to find. It really is. It's easy to find if you want to go and read about it. It's like there's very much conflicting, conflicting points of view. But bottom line is, I don't believe for one second that anybody wearing Redskins gear, Redskins hat, you, you watch, cheering for the Washington Redskins is doing it with, yes, let's mock or have malice towards Native Americans. Couldn't agree. And, Couldn't, agree and that's it. Couldn't agree more. Couldn't agree more. Thank you, Chris. Bye. I got to I got to run. I got to run. I want to get to Bob in Kentucky. Bob, how are you, buddy? Hey, John, how we doing? I'm doing I, well, man. Hey, I'm just offended. We've got to get rid of the Sooners, the Hoosiers, the fighting the lion eye. Got to get rid of all of them. I mean, gotta how are we going to do of, this? I'm, I'm offended by all of them. Well, you know, we got to we got to get rid of the city of Clemson, South Carolina. Oh, yeah, needs Clemson's to go away. Go the entire, well, I'm a the, the, no, the fan, university so has to go Tigers. away, and and Yale has to go away. I mean, it's it's like where do we stop? Where does where do we stop at the line of I'm outraged about this, but I'm not outraged about that? And this is the danger you get in these type of discussions that we've got too many people now how and and you you have a very you have a very unique background in what you deal with every day and 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 it's a every every single one of us i got to run every single one of us bob's a prison guard and in the in the rehabilitation community it's very very we all lead very very different lives and i'll tell you when we listen to each other and we have a little fun with each other Man, life's a lot better, isn't it? Just much, much better. All right, coming up, Major League Baseball, if you want to sign your own death warrant, well, you're doing it with my greatest objection. Final hour of the John Kincaid Show comes your way next on CBS Sports Radio. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.